Network. Wake up with the Word Network. Coming up next, Bishop T.D. Jakes with the Potter's Touch. Next on the Potter's Touch. Insecure people always fighting and grumping for recognition. You didn't see about me. You didn't help me. What are you? You never asked me. Me, 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 me. It's because they got a little mini-me. They got a little itty-bitty, little mini-me down in there screaming for attention, needing constant validation. Constant. I don't mind validation. Constant validation is draining. <laughs> validation is cool, but constant validation just wears you out because nothing is ever enough. You have to be strong to be humble. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm glad to have this opportunity to share the word of the Lord with you. I'm excited about this particular message today in the series. It's called A Lesson in Humility. And it is. It's a powerful one. It resonates particularly well at this season. Perhaps it will bless you too. Take a look. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the spirit if any bowels and mercy fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded having the same love being of one accord of one mind let nothing be done through strife or vain glory but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than themselves look not every man on his own things but every man also on the things of others my God, every man also on the thing of others, this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. I want to spend just a few minutes on a lesson in humility. A lesson in humility. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You know, here in the text, and I won't keep you long, but here in the text, the Apostle Paul really grapples with teaching and an attitude that he wants to be pervasive uh, in the church. And, and he begins to talk to them, if there be any virtue, if there be uh, any comfort, if there be any bowels of mercy, this is the attitude that he wants us to have. He says that we must not do things through vain glory 
but in oneness, oneness of mind, one, one mind, one mentality. He's trying to develop a sociological culture for the church. Every group has a culture. Every group has a culture. And when we think of culture, we think of racial, ethnicity type cultures, but every group has a culture, whether you're, uh, even churches and sororities, they have a certain uh, personality, certain traits, certain profile. And what the writer here is trying to do is trying to really inject within the early fibers of the church, the DNA of Christ, the understanding of his mentality and his methodology so that the, this culture would be inherent in the development of the church. And it is a culture of humility, uh, esteeming one another above yourselves. This, this simple training that he's giving them is so profound because if we were to only do that, can you imagine what it would be like if we were really humble? I mean, I'm not talking about the feigned Christian humility that you see people do when they're trying to impress you. Oh, no, oh, no, no, that me don't call my name. Oh, not me, Bishop, please, please. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a humility that comes from the heart. A, a, a grace where you really, from your heart, don't want to be seen, <laughs> don't don't need to be acknowledged, don't need to be called. Just 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 a humility in your own spirit. Just just a humility in your own spirit, preferring everybody above yourself. Who can I help today? Who can I bless today? Who can I? Can you imagine what the world would be like if people were really like that? Can you imagine what your house would be like if everybody were like that? Can you imagine what your marriage would be like if everybody, you know, everybody, can you imagine how much better things would be if people were really humble? You can be humble without having low self-esteem. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you don't have to, you don't have, in fact, most people with low self-esteem try to hide it uh, with arrogance and, and, and excessiveness and flamboyance, but beneath it all, they have vulnerabilities and insecurities, and they're not strong enough to be humble. You have to be strong to be humble. <laughs> you have to be strong to be humble. You can't be a lily-livered, panty-waist individual and be humble. You have to be strong enough to know who you are so that people don't have to say who you are. You already know who you are, and you don't need it because you're strong enough you can live without it. You have to be strong to prefer uh, other people above yourself. You have to be strong enough to do that and say, I'm okay, I, that's all right, I'm, I'm fine. You go ahead and take this seat. In other words, I don't need it. I know who I am. You have to be secure in an understanding of yourself to be that kind of humble, insecure people always fighting and dropping for recognition. You didn't see about me. You didn't help me. What are you, you never asked me, 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 me. It's because they got a little mini me. They got a little itty bitty, little mini me down in there screaming for attention, needing constant validation, constant, I don't mind validation, constant validation is draining. <laughs> validation is cool, but constant validation just wears you out because nothing is ever enough. You have to be strong to be humble. 
You have to be strong enough not to need it. You have to be strong to come in and take the back seat. You have to be strong to take the low road. You have to be strong to, to get in an argument with somebody and know exactly what to say to shut them down in a flash and not say it. <laughs> That's hard. Sometimes I pass that test, sometimes I know, but you know, you have to be strong and you look at them as you say, <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> you have to know who you are. You have to have a sense of purpose. You have to realize who you are and not need other people to define you because you are secure within yourself. You can take the low road and it doesn't matter. I never will forget several years ago, I got picked up in a particular city, a very, very distinguished, handsome young man got out, met me at the airport, grabbed my bags and loaded up my stuff and was riding down the road with me. We were talking in the car. The young man says to me, he says, you know, uh, I used to be uh, a pimp. And, and you know, he said, I used to be a pimp and a, and a hustler. And he said, I got saved. I gave my life to Christ. I said, that's a wonderful thing, a wonderful thing. He said, and, and so my punishment is God wants me to serve everybody. He says, so he's got me serving you and serving men of God and serving and picking up their bags and ironing their clothes and hanging up their wet underwear and all that kind of stuff. God's got me serving because I've been, had everybody serve me. I did all kinds of things to all kinds of women. Now God's got me, me serving. He, he was explaining why he went from being a pimp to, to being a servant in the house of God. And I got on out of the car, but have you ever had somebody say something to you and it stayed with you, but it kind of troubled you? It, it, it kind of troubled me in the back of my mind. I knew we weren't finished with it yet. And so I was there several days and on my way out of town, he got in the car with me. I said, let me explain something to you. I said, I'm glad I get a chance to talk to you by yourself. I said, you think uh, that you have been humbled by having to serve me and you're explaining why you have to serve because of what you did in the past. I said, but the thing you don't understand is that if you're serving me, you're serving a servant. See, you, you think I'm way up here and you're way down there and you're explaining why God has made you serve me and why you're not up here. Uh, there is no up here. There, there's only one job opening in the church and that's a servant. And it's just different types of service, but, but we are serving one another. You serve me so that I can serve you. And then I preach and minister and teach and sweat and labor to build you up in the spirit and you serve my carnal needs so that I can serve your spiritual needs but we're all servants in the kingdom of God and I didn't want to leave here with you thinking more highly of me than you ought to because we have all stripped ourselves and girded ourselves with the towel and fell down at the master's feet. There is but one master and his name is hmm. the 
demons tremble at the sound of his name. Sickness flees at the sound of his name. Heaven quakes, earth crumbles at the sound of his name. So don't think too highly of me because I am a prisoner of the gospel. Captive by the calling, humbled into service. My body is not my own. From the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, I belong to God. Still to come on the Potter's Touch. God, who clapped his hands and angels fled. God who clapped his hands in lightning flash. God, who clapped his hands in seas abating. God, who created with the sword of his mouth all material, objective, materialistic things were made by the matter that spewed out of his mouth. I'm talking about God. Let us help you unlock your gifts and live the life you're destined to lead with five points to my star. You may have to go through some changes, but if you hold on to your integrity, every moment you're suffering, is coming back to you. In addition, experience RSVP from Bishop Jakes, your personal invitation to enter into God's rest. I'm tired of acting like I got the victory and I don't have it. I'm tired of acting like I got peace and I don't have peace. You mean I can come like this? Five points to my star and RSVP can be yours on two DVDs when you help us reach others with your gift of any size. And receive the new T.D. Jakes Relationship Bible. This unique leather soft Bible will be your inspirational guide for every relationship you have. But that's not all. We also want you to have the CD, The Gift That Remains. All four are yours when your gift is $200 or more. Write us, visit our website, or call 1-800-BISHOP-2 and consider sharing these ministry tools with those you love this holiday season. The International Pastors and Leadership Conference is coming your way May 3rd through the 5th. Don't miss it. Save the date. More information's coming. It's gonna be amazing. It has been said that Jesus is the reason for the season. My husband, Bishop T.D. Jakes, and I are so delighted to be able to wish you and your family a very, very Merry Christmas. From our house to your house, may the grace and peace of the Holy Spirit overshadow you, and may you, with the wings of a dove, understand the gentle peace of the Prince himself, born in a manger. I am not my own. I am not my own. I am not my own. I am bought with a price. And the price was the precious blood of Jesus. Do I ever kick against his will? Oh, yes. Do I ever fight it? Oh, yes. Am I rebellious? Sometimes. Have I gone my own way? Yes, from time to time. But when the struggle was over, he always prevailed. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am not my own. Be careful how you handle me. It is not me you have to fear, but my master is not to be fooled with. Be careful how you judge me. He said, you cannot judge another man's servant. I belong to God. You can't chastise me. Only God can chastise me. He will not allow you to beat his slave. 
beating on his slave. I don't belong to you. I belong to God. And all of these gifts he's given me, he gave them so that I could serve you better. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? This, this text is amazing. It doesn't seem particularly appropriate to Christmas. In fact, most generally, this particular text gets preached at, at Easter time because the, the flamboyance of the text, the real power of the text is, is that he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. That's, that's, that's the real power of the text for most people. But the reason I'm talking to you about it this morning is that they overlook who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. Took upon him the form of a servant. That's what he did. The Lord of glory. God himself, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, God, who clapped his hands and angels fled, God, who clapped his hands and lightning flashed, God, who clapped his hands and seas abated, God, who created with the sword of his mouth all material objective materialistic things were made by the matter that spewed out of his mouth. I'm talking about God. Surrounded by the royal diadem and the host of heaven, I'm talking about God in his majesty. His, his majesty. In his sovereign grace. God, the ruler of the universe. The universe systems we're still trying to find. We're still trying to get off planet Earth and figure out what else is out there. Whatever it is, God is God over it. Whatever we go out to seek when we find it, he'll be God out there too. <laughs> God in his omniscience, all-knowing, can never be taught anything, understands Everything has never been challenged with a question that he couldn't answer. God, absolute intelligence, just smart, just brilliant, just all-knowing, all-inclusive, never been faced with anything that he didn't know everything about God. Omniscience. God, the textbooks writer, God, the creator, God, the ambassador behind every invention that will ever be invented. The, the, the wisdom of man is the foolishness of God. God said, what you call smart, I call, I do that when I'm acting silly. I'm God. I'm omniscient. I've got all power, all authority. No witch can hex me. No root worker can throw dust on me. I'm God. I'm God. No court can hold me. No judge can allocate a sentence on me. I'm God. I have absolute power. I bow to nothing and to no one beside me. There is no other. I alone am God. I'm God. I don't travel. I don't take jets. I don't take planes. 
I don't take cars. I don't travel because I'm omnipresent. You travel because you're limited by space and matter and time. I can move. I'm in Chicago. I'm in LA. I'm in Indianapolis. I'm in Taiwan. I'm in Indonesia. I'm in Iraq. I'm in Africa. All at the same time. It's all up under me. It's all moving up under me. I'm God. Time is up under me. I'm in your yesterday and your tomorrow all at the same time. The same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I'm God. When you get there, I'll be waiting on you. I'll help you to get there and get behind you and push you. Push, pull, tug. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. <laughs> Dressed in his own righteousness. His glory so pervasive that heaven needs no sun. The glory out of his face lights up all of heaven. He's God sitting on his throne before 24 elders across a sea of glass. He's God, the ancient of days, Jehovah Sikadu and Rohi. Jehovah Mana, Jehovah Makadesh. He is God, Adonai. He is God, Yahweh. He is God, the sovereign one. He is God, wisdom in his garments. He is God, the ancient of days, the son of God and son of man. He is God. I'll be back for more right after this. Let God work in your life through a lesson in humility. One day, a God and a man fell in love. But where would they live? Because the man could not come up to where the God was, for he had fallen too deep in the sin. God looked at him, and the Bible says, God so loved, he so loved, that before he let you swim while he flew, he said, I tell you, I'll come down into the mess with you and come where you are and sit where you sit. He came down. Order your copy of A Lesson in Humility on CD or DVD. When you write to us, visit our website or call 1-800-BISHOP-2. Let us help you unlock your gifts and live the life you're destined to lead with five points to my star. You may have to go through some changes, but if you hold on to your integrity, every moment you're suffering is coming back to you. In addition, experience RSVP from Bishop Jakes, your personal invitation to enter into God's rest. I'm tired of acting like I got the victory and I don't have it. I'm tired of acting like I got peace and I don't have peace. 
You mean I can come like this? Five points to my star and RSVP can be yours on two DVDs when you help us reach others with your gift of any size. And receive the new TD Jakes Relationship Bible. This unique leather soft Bible will be your inspirational guide for every relationship you have. But that's not all. We also want you to have the CD, The Gift That Remains. All four are yours when your gift is $200 or more. Write us, visit our website, or call 1-800-BISHOP-2 and consider sharing these ministry tools with those you love this holiday season. What I want to talk to you about is quite serious. There's a dire famine situation affecting Somalia, Kenya, and the Horn of Africa. The statistics are alarming. The famine is being caused by the worst drought in 60 years. Millions of people are affected and stand in need of humanitarian assistance. This is not the sort of thing that you can procrastinate about and forget it and, and leave the envelope on the top of the refrigerator. And I, I meant to, but I got busy. People are dying. People that we care about, there are brothers and sisters. Be a first responder and partner with TD Jakes Ministries and MegaCare. Your $10 donation can feed a person for a month, or a donation of $60 or more can feed an entire family for a month. Together, we can feed up to 10,000 people and reach them with the love of Christ. Take a minute. Give life to somebody who is dying right now. Technology has created for us an opportunity to go into all the world and you can come to us. Whether you're interested in going to Facebook, we're there. You, whether you're interested in streaming online, tdjakes.org, we're there. Whether you want to catch notes, thoughts, concepts through Twitter, we're there. Whatever it is, in whatever form, whatever they've got, I'm there to share God's word with you. Don't miss it. I'm waiting on you. Tweet. Next time on The Potter's Touch. He could no longer be all present. <laughs> he had to give up all his power. And when he had come as low as he could go, he came down. They taught us in dealing with fractions, they don't do it this way now, that in order to deal with a fraction, you reduce to the lowest common denominator and then you can handle it. Christ was God reducing himself to his lowest. If he would have hit Mary's womb in his majesty, her belly would have popped, her eyes would have melted. If he would have come in her womb as the ancient of days, he'd have broke her knees, her legs, her eyes, her heart would stop beating. Nobody could look at God and live, much less him live in them. So he had to pour himself out so he could pour himself in. As we close today, I want to seize this opportunity to appreciate all of our partners. Your gifts, large or small, really help us to do what we're trying to do for Christ right now. And we do need more partners. Have you considered being a partner with this ministry? You ought to do that. Uh, as we close today, I not only want to honor the partners and thank God for the viewers, but I want to honor the Father as we go before him in prayer. And if you right now are backslidden, out of fellowship, maybe haven't given your life to Christ or just going through a bad time right now, let's escape the tragedies of this present moment through the vehicle of prayer. 
Come thou along with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up your sons and daughters before you. Some are hurting, some are discouraged, some are worried, some are, are pressured by uh, the anxiety of provision right now. There are, there are some that, that don't know you like they should and some that have drifted away from the place that they used to stand in. But I ask you, Lord, to bring alignment into the body of Christ to reclaim the backslider and to save that sinner right now. Today, today, right now, in Jesus' name, terminate the past, initiate a new beginning. I bind Satan's power, Satan the blood of the against you. Pull you up by the root, turn them loose and let them go. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, I believe God, don't you? Then let's go forward and get ready for a great 2012.